Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery free in terms of apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello and welcome to Red Side of the Trent as we discuss Forest 3-2 defeat to Bournemouth amongst some other topics including the sacking of Steve Cooper and the appointment of Nuno Espirito Santo. Joining me today is Christian Brown and Reese Lane. No Lee Clark unfortunately this morning. Guys, a kind of a bittersweet kind of week almost. I know, I know you guys didn't get a chance to obviously react initially to uh, the second of Steve Cooper. Me, me and Lee did that, so we'll get into that later and get both your opinions uh, on that, especially yours, Christian, because yours is a whole different take to everyone else's. Um, we'll start off with you, Reese. Um Hope you're well, obviously. It's Christmas Eve. Um, I hope you've got a lot planned. Um, but what did you make of the first team that Nuno chose yesterday against Bournemouth? Um... Yeah, I think when the team come out, I think most fans were probably trying to work it out what kind of formation we were going to play, weren't we, really? But it ended up being a 4-2-3-1 with Origi playing on the right. Um, I'm just looking at the team there. I don't think there's anybody really in the team as such who you'd say, I wouldn't have gone with apart from the goalkeeper. I thought he would have changed the goalkeeper, but he didn't. Um, I'm sure we'll speak about that later on. But, um, I mean, what can you do as we're going to discuss when 20, was it 23 minutes into the game? I think it was. Yeah, 23 yeah. minutes into the game. That, then plan, your plans have just gone out the window because of, you know, something that you can't control, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I've, I, had, I had hoped that Lee would be here to answer this one, Christian. But being as you're here, <laughs> apologies, um, I have to go with you for this. Um, Thirty thousand fans in the in the ground saw Willy Bolly win the ball, except four men. So, how how is this even possible? I said before, like the standards, the refereeing standards in this country are an absolute joke. Uh, Mike Riley has blood in his hands; should be thrown into prison. As far as I'm concerned, for crimes against football, he really should, because you got a situation where you have got the best league in the world, TM. And you've got like you know the most like money fueled league. You've got some of the best players. You've got you know packed stadiums every single week, and you've got some of the most diabolical officials. That it's like I was saying the other week um, after the Brighton game. When if if, you, if we're looking at Anthony Taylor and saying he's in the top one percent of UK refs, then we're all screwed. And that was the case yesterday because I I, I generally cannot understand how that is a foul, let alone a card let alone a second yellow. I uh, it's just beyond comprehension how stupid uh, a referee can be in that instance. I and of course like yeah, you know, they're human, they make mistakes, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, but they shouldn't be making mistakes about gravity at a, at a stage like that. I'm sorry, they really shouldn't. If they are, they shouldn't be in the Premier League. Simple as that. And like I know Lee obviously um sort of scoffs at the idea of outsourcing refs from Europe, because obviously some are more strict than lovers and whatever else, but generally 
could it even be worse? Because I I struggle to see how it could be worse when you got when you get clowns like that every week. It's just embarrassing. It's infuriating. It killed the game as a spectacle. Like there was obviously at that point it was okay. It's going to be eleven v ten. This is why I also find that Simbin argument completely stupid because it does it simply will not work in eleven aside football because you just get teams just camping for ten minutes and then breaking out afterwards when the player comes back. It it isn't like basketball or rugby where if you take a player out it gives one a significant advantage where they can make it exciting because as we showed yesterday even with ten men there were plenty of times especially the second half yesterday where it felt like we still had eleven in the pitch like because you know it's it's, it's football's a completely different sport in that regards but no it's Polly doesn't. He, the first, the first tackle he wins is brilliant. The second one is even better. If anything, he is fouled by Smith. Um, Smith obviously plants his studs on his ankles and rolls over like he's been shot. I cannot believe the refs bought it. And it'll be another apology from Howard Webb. It'll be another apology, which means absolutely nothing. It'll be another complete waste of everyone's time. And you know, I, I saw a few people taking a shot at the um, club Twitter account, saying like, "Oh, you know." Why are you doing that and posting about refereeing decisions and posting the BBC Sport comment about it being one of the worst ever seen at the city grounds? It's like, well, why shouldn't they? Like, <laughs> why shouldn't they be angry? Like, this is, you know, we're at elite sport where the, the smallest, finest margins make the biggest difference. And you get some absolute joker giving a decision like that. Like, mm. it shouldn't be happening. It's a disgrace. And yeah. to quote um, Arteta, it is an absolute disgrace, and unfortunately, yeah, we've been shafted. Yeah, for me, the, the one thing is Rob Jones is like right there on the scene. Normally, from a crowd reaction, you can tell if it's a good tackle or not, and he can't wait to go. Nuno says it in his in his, in his post match that he 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 reacts immediately to it rather than taking a bit of time to it because it's a decision that's going to completely change the 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 way of the game. For me, it's a clear and obvious decision, and I don't understand why VAR can't get involved for a second yellow card offence when yeah, they did. That's oh, a joke. So I mean, they're the rules, but they, but there's rules. The rules are a joke, aren't they? I mean, something as crucial as that, a second yellow for a red, the VAR should be able to get involved in it. I mean, whoever's made that decision. They've just never played the game of football. Well, it's they? Rob Jones. It's Rob Jones because mm. VAR can't get involved. They, they probably yeah. said to him, "What have you done?" They're probably. Yeah. I, I would have loved to have heard. Like, <laughs> what have you done? And there's nothing you can do. He's like, well, I've given it now. I, I get. I guess but, to get round the rules, what he could have done there, and people be like, what you're on about, he, he could have straight read a volley, and then he'd have been able. To I thought check. it was a straight red at first. I generally mm. thought it well, was. Well, we, we, I saw the the second yellow come out, and then like Jess and Emma was like turned to me. They couldn't believe he was getting booked. I was like, he's off here. I was like, he's been booked. I was like, he's mm. been booked already. He's, he's going to go for this. I mean, I, I could see from Upper Bridgeford that that tackle was clean. And I've I've watched the video back a dozen times, and literally there's a there's a screenshot where what uh, Wally <laughs> thinking of Steve McLaren there. And there's a screenshot where Bolly's won the ball. The Bournemouth player isn't even in the screenshot, so he's, the Bournemouth player's yeah. ran across him. I, I, that is generally the worst, and this is no exaggeration. That is the worst decision I've ever seen at Forest game ever. Shocking. I, I think what makes it worse decision. is that, like, like, like Adam alluded to, and like Nuno alluded to as well. Nuno could not wait. Sorry, sorry, Nuno. Rob Jones could not wait to get that card out, and it's sort of like, you no, know, three months ago we made an official complaint against him for how he basically rigged the United game against us. Look how we get rewarded for it. Like, yeah, it, and, oh, and, and, and then he's the made, then he's possible. made himself look an idiot by giving that decision. He you lost know, control. He, he's a professional. And he's made himself look stupid with that decision. Yeah. Well, from from one one incident to another, East, um, the penalty claim where we've we've played a nice ball down down the down the left. Delanga lays it, gives it to to Toffolo on the overlap. He's crossed the ball and it's hit Adam Smith on the arm, a uh, trailing arm. And VAR have looked at it and deemed that out outside the box when screenshots and replays show Adam Smith in the box, landing the box, a trailing leg in the box as he's jumped. I don't understand how. That's not been given either. I'm going to start with the same kind of motive, Christian, of this is the richest league in the world, etc., etc., etc. How the hell have we not got a camera angle that can see up the line, straight up the line in, in this league? I, how have we not got cameras what can see? Same as the Newcastle Arsenal one with the ball, out, if it was out of play. Not, why have we not got cameras that can see straight up lines? So you've got, like in the World Cup with the Japan, um, Japan Germany, wasn't it? Yeah, I just, I just, I just 
do not understand so they can make a definitive answer. And then, and even on the pitch as well, the referee hasn't given that. He hasn't given that as a hand. The ref doesn't think that's a handball on the pitch. He hasn't given it. So then, even if he, even if the ref thought it was outside, we've not got a free kick in a dangerous position. It would have been a dangerous position. I just, I don't know, mate. I, I generally don't know. Um, I, I, I wanted to ask you: Do if the referee gives that as a handball, mm. does does it, does VAR overturn that? Well, no, because they, they, they couldn't say definitively whether or not it's a clear and obvious error. That's what they go on, isn't it? If the, if the ref gives that as a handball as a penalty, they wouldn't overturn it because they don't they can't make... They don't know if he was in or outside the box. I mean, looking, I've looked at the replay a couple of times. I think he's in. But, yeah. you know, if they, they've probably got a 1% that he isn't, that he isn't in, and that's what they've gone on. I mean, it's just, it's just down to... When you're bringing in this technology, you need to have the proper camera angles. I mean, some of the camera angles I've seen and we've seen on the telly, I mean, it's just like guesswork making decisions from. I mean, all the money what's in the Premier League and like like Christian said, the fine margins, what big decisions have on games, the technology's got to be right. And it, it, it they've just, from the get-go, really, when it was meant to be an aid, they've just made an absolute horlicks of it. And it's like, you know, like, like they're just making up as they go along, really. I know, yeah. Christian, what I will say to make, yeah, just just uh, what makes it more infuriating for me is that I said because some, some of my mates are very very anti VAR, and I, whereas I'm not, I think that obviously we, we've been burned enough time in the championship to warrant needing it because the, they simply cannot be trusted to make a good decision. And um, no, obviously we're back and forth about all the time. And obviously yesterday in my sort of like group chat with them, I was obviously fuming as I can imagine. And they were saying, oh, you, you finally joined the anti-VAR brigade. I was like, no, I haven't. But because you could have a perfect solution, but if these clowns are operating it, they're still going to make wrong decisions. And, mm. you know, I, I, like, you did not need to see that replay five, six, seven times to go, that's handballs in the box. You needed one look at that within 10 seconds, bang, penalty. It wouldn't oh, matter well, if it was Forest. It wouldn't matter if it was Bolton. Well, Bournemouth, well with the time it Luton, took, I thought, I thought, here we Houston go. I thought Heath. we're in here for a penalty like, with how long it took. Yeah, it, it wouldn't matter who it was. You need one look at that to go, that's handball, that's a penalty. If you I, was have a waiting for the, I, was, I was literally like peering over to see from the clough stand when the screen were coming out. Mm. So I was like, I was I was convinced what uh, in real time it was a penalty. Well, <laughs> well, well, well on, on first viewing, obviously this is live when you're at the ground, I thought it had probably, his hand was down by his side, but I thought it had hit his hand and basically pinged his arm out, which not, right. his hand's out, he's put his he's hand literally out. literally out here, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, a shocking decision. Yeah, well, match of the day. I mean, they made a laugh and a joke about the red card. Didn't even look at the penalty incident that was shown in the highlights. But you never know. I mean, it's it's Gary Lineker and his and his conspiracy theorists. How uh, well kind of the apologies in coming into it. Yeah, well, we we rode it out till half time. We got to nil nil, but Reese, we went we went one nil up unexpectedly. In in all honesty, because we know what what it's like with ten men this season. But it's absolutely tremendous work from Chris Wood and a good finish from Alanga. I thought. Yeah, when he actually knocked it by the man, I thought he knocked it by him. He was going to run around the other side of him, but he obviously, well, I hope he did. Um, obviously, come through for Alanga, and Alanga finished it really well. I mean, that kind of just sums up Alanga, doesn't it? He does some things superbly well. Very similar in terms to like the finish against Chelsea. Once we kind of come onto it and just side footed it neatly into the corner, and then he does some things where. You know, like Wood put him through later on, and he started running towards the corner flag when he was straight through. <laughs> so, you know, I think frustrating and raw is probably the best two words to describe Anthony Langer. But in that sense, it was a brilliant, lovely finish, well worked goal. And yeah. he kind of thought, right, we've got something to hold on to here. Let's just actually hold on to it for a sustained period of time. And yeah, four minutes and uh, four minutes. Which one one and then eleven minutes it's two one down, which is typical for us, which is we can't hold on to leads, can we unfortunately? No, I mean we'll talk about the first one first of all, Christian, because it's I thought I thought it was a good header. Watching it back, it's it's not. It's arguably there's th- three phases really. Can't 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 stop the cross. We can't allow Solanke. I mean it's good, it's clever movement from him, but it, again it could it could be almost stopped in that sense, and then Turner getting lobbed pretty much a yard on his line uh, again like i just feel like i'm bang it's not fun anymore with matt turner it's <laughs> not a joke like it, I, I generally think that i've not felt this complete lack of confidence in a goalkeeper that's played for nottingham forest since we had jordan smith and then current four when argued at turner is worse than jordan smith 
I'm not even saying that jokingly. I think he's absolutely awful. How has a six foot three man been lobbed on his line like that? Like how's uh, it's almost like he somehow lost height despite jumping. How is it physically possible? I it's again though we go we sort of jump into the end rather than looking as you said it's in three phases again stop the cross stop the goal that's something you're taught you know as a kid base of football stop the source and we don't um I actually thought that Williams and Toffolo and obviously when Ina came on especially Williams very very good yesterday but like again we didn't do a particularly good job of stopping crosses yesterday we let quite a lot go into the box and it didn't really work I feel like I feel with Bolly on the pitch, I'm a lot more confident of us clearing this sort of thing out because he is very much head it, kick it, get it clear. Um, and don't get me wrong, we're in over as well, but for yesterday he wasn't. It was just a bad day for him and, you know, sprung there. Solanke, he shouldn't get to the ball, but he does. He doesn't do anything special. He just gets it on target or aims it on goal. Mm. Same with the third goal. He doesn't actually have to do too much. He just, you know, does enough. And yeah, I mean, it's just shambolic goalkeeping. And I've, I, I, I don't see like, I've said this enough times now. If he's the number one for the season, we will be going down. There's no two because we've shown again how many times now. It's the fifth game we've lost three two this season, isn't it? Or scored twice and not one. Yeah. He's been in goal for four of them. So what's the point in us scoring goals if he's going to be a clown at the other end? <laughs> it's it's becoming a serious serious issue now. And thankfully, like you know, um, Nuno's comments after the game strongly suggest that Turner will not be picked for Newcastle. And good because he should never have started yesterday, let alone anything I mean, else. I mean, I, I, mean I, said it, I said in the group, Chappie, he's had three He's had three days of training and still picked turn. And I, I, I was quite surprised. Yeah. I, I, get, I get that whole, like, oh, it's a clean sake because it's a new manager. But yeah, I, I, I'd have watched one tape and gone, no, he's not not for me, especially with his, mm. his kicking. It's it's bad. But it, 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 we're, we're facing a striker, he's in Dom Solanke, who seems to, everything he's touching is turning into gold this season. I think he scored 11 goals in 17 games this season. I mean, Another another topic of of choice would be of him making an outside chance of going to the Euros with, with how he's playing. But the second goal, how it forced him, that's when you know your luck's in, really. But it, it's bad, bad defending again. Murillo had a really bad day yesterday. Probably his probably one of his worst games, unfortunately, in a Forest shirt. And, and that's that's a weird thing to say because he's been so consistent. But what did, what did you make of of that goal as well? Yeah, just to start on form, you've probably got a shout, but he's just behind that many strikes, and for the Euros, bless him. But he's kind, he's kind of in his peak, into now. He's kind of come of age now, just having a look. He's twenty six. Whereas I think when he signed for Bournemouth, what was it, maybe four years ago, he was quite a bit raw. But yeah, now very he's really raw. in his peak, and you can see he's a very competent Premier League striker. Hence why I think West Ham want him. I think it is, um, <clears> and I was linked with Arsenal, I think as well. So um, he's clearly. Yeah, sought after. But um, no, it's, it's a terrible header for Marilla. I mean, as Christian said, he just had a bad day yesterday, didn't he? He just didn't look at it at all. Um, and then, I mean, it's kind of what bobbled through, hasn't it? I mean, I'm not sure how it's got through. Has it come off Toffolo? And then he's first to react. Um, that is definitely one goal the keeper couldn't do nothing about, unfortunately. Um just sloppy, very, very sloppy. Again, I think all three goals yesterday were sloppy. I, I did have a, like a bit of a different of opinion to you guys of because we had ten men, we was always going to be in a low block, and they was gonna they was always going to swing balls into the box. But we've just got a man mark players. We, I mean, you've let a striker in form have three, three, two, three headers and one, one on one. What was it from eight yards out, maybe? Yeah. Um, and and you know, and and you, at this level. You're going to get punished, you know. Championship, you might get away with it, but not this level. Especially with, I mean, especially when he's on form. I mean, he's. I'm just having a look now. He's scored two, three, four, five, eight, eight goals in his last seven. So he's yeah, banging he's in, he's in form. In, he's in red hot form. You know, and if you had him, if you capped him in your FPL team yesterday, then congratulations to you. <laughs> I mean, we'll get onto this in a bit um, because I, I actually thought we limited Bournemouth to very, like half chances and Solanke just happened to take them all unfortunately but let's get into the, let's get to 2-2 because all of our out here Christian is we've scored from a set piece hey unbelievable I literally I couldn't believe what I see it was like hang on not only is the ball not beat the first I've beaten the first man it's actually found a red shirt um to be honest I know obviously we've had and we generally share the view that Chris Wood isn't particularly good enough for Forest, regardless of whether it's a stylistic fit or anything else. It just hasn't really worked too well. Yesterday, I thought he was very good. Obviously, it looked like he had a point to prove. 
and you know a goal and assists and a goal is fortuitous but um you can't really sniff at that but again woods does everything he needs to do it's a great ball from gibbs white um i actually felt that you know i was pleasantly surprised to see how fearless we were even with 10 like i know obviously Reese was sort of saying i'm against a low block and stuff, but we didn't really you know we weren't really too bothered about that it's going like no we're at home we need to get something out of this game we're going to keep trying to do so and, you know, we were banging the door for a few minutes way before that corner and, you know, putting them in really uncomfortable situations, Bournemouth. And I don't think they maybe expected a team of 10 men to be doing that. But no, the ball came in. It was a great ball from Gibbs White. Um, again, it's, I think what was nice was that, because we spoke about this before, and um, it was quite funny being called one of the worst takes of the week for this, despite something that's blatantly obvious. Gibbs White put a lot of good balls into the box that weren't being taken. They simply weren't. And don't get me wrong, it was a lot of times where he was putting it straight at the first man. It was being cleared. It was very frustrating. But equally, he was putting a lot of balls into very good areas and no one was there on the end of it. Yesterday, someone was. And that was Chris Woods. And, you know, all he has to do is just aim it on target and hope for the best. And, I mean, it's sort of sinistera gives a bit of a helping hand. But it's technically his goal because it was going on target when he hit it. So, yeah, good for him. But it's just, it's a bizarre how something as simple as that has taken us so long to master. It's only our second set piece to hold the season. The mm. last one was in August. I, like, I it's, thought, it's, it's absolutely insane. I thought Gibbs White was largely on the money yesterday, apart from maybe yeah, one well. in the first half. I don't know what yeah. you think, Reece. I, th- I, think it, I think it's clear what I said quite a few weeks ago, that under Steve Cooper's management, it was clear that we were being told to go near post for every corner because every ball was into that near post. Yesterday, Gibbs White, obviously for the goal, put one in, was more to the back post. He mixed it up a bit. So I think that was clearly um, something Steve Cooper had said. You know, let's go. We're going near post with corners. Someone basically runs across the the um, the man, the first man, as Solanke kind of did yesterday for their first goal, um, albeit from across. And yeah. yesterday there was a mix up one, and you need you need you need to mix it up because if you keep going near post with every single corner, teams are just going to be switched onto that, and that's why hence we've not scored a set piece have we this season, or was it one or whatever it was? Yeah, it was one. Yeah, one. But, um, I mean, gives gives what you kind of got the got to see his like repertoire of his technique because he was right whipping them mm. towards their goal which i thought was yeah yeah as, as well may that continue for good well, i know it isn't set pieces but also nico williams put um a, a few brilliant balls and he put one in just after we'd made it two two when bournemouth were really on the ropes well yeah this is really asking, on the this, ropes this was my next point as well like i mean gibbs white had one cleared off the line wood yeah, yeah. had a blocks uh nico williams was tremendous in terms of cross. like joe before he was crossing the ball like straight at the keeper he was putting them in areas where the keeper can't come for it and we was doing that a lot yesterday we gave we gave Palmer a really good go i mean we almost nicked it before they inevitably nick it and and i think that's a, at least it's a positive because i generally believe and i don't know if people in the in the comments or listening later on We'll agree with this, but I think under Steve Cooper, we capitulate at ten, with ten men. We go four, four, five goals down. I'm, I'm not even joking at this because he did get to a point where he was being a bit too negative. Yesterday, I was really, really pleased with how we played in, in terms of going forward. I thought Hudson Odoi coming on made a real difference. I mean, to come on at half time for for Mangala, I hope I hope that was a tactical thing rather than a a an injury. Um, and he kept Yates on because he's big and he can get involved in set pieces in both boxers. Uh, and Mangala's not really got the height there. But I thought on the break, we, we looked really, really sharp at times, apart from when you about you saying Alanga going to the corner flag, Reese. Um, but yeah, we, we've got to obviously talk about the, the, the third goal for, for Solanke. We've all, me and you, Christian, have had handbags in the chat about whether Matt, whether Matt Turner should get to this. But for me, Solanke can only put it in that one place uh, i'd like both your thoughts on this because because he was a bit on the fence reese but yeah I, I thought he could only put it in one place maybe turner could get to it if he's a bit taller or better feet movement or i'm not a goalkeeper but because i'd just stand and watch it go in the top corner to be honest but yeah christian i'll, I'll let you go first because you <laughs> you were really like adamant it was his fault it is his fault it is his fault i'm sorry <laughs> it's like it's it's like, like i said earlier about Solanke. he does it, he does enough all we have to do is just get it on, try and get it on target and hope for the best. I make I would put solid money that every other 19 starting goalkeeper in the Premier League keeps that out because a goalkeeper that gets a full hand to a header that's put on a penalty spot and can't keep it out, it's ridiculous. <laughs> what, what's the point in you being there? 
Like, I'm sorry, it's uh, he's got a full hand to it, Adam. He has to stop that out. He has to keep that out. He actually pushes it in. Like, it's it's shocking goalkeeping from a shocking goalkeeper. I think, I think first of all, obviously, you know, as I touched on the last comment, Solanke's unmarked again, and it's poor. That's really poor. I think, I mean, I watched it back last night. I'd had a few drinks, so I had a quick watch back again this morning for my sins. And Christian's got a point, like, with the first goal where he's been lobbed on his line. Now, he needs to probably spring a bit more as a goalkeeper. He, he's, he's dived so low for the third one that when he has got a hand to it, he, he just hasn't got the trajectory just to push it anywhere else. That's why he's pushed it into the net. Whereas if he dives, he springs up and dives high. They just push that away. Mm. And, uh, you know, yeah, people, again, and we always say kind of root cause on this podcast. I mean, Solanke's unmarked. I mean, at, at that stage... If we'd have got a two-two yesterday, we'd have all been pretty happy because of you know the circumstances of the game. We all said beforehand we needed to win, but unfortunately, when you're down to ten men against a side in form as well in Bournemouth and a striker in form, if we get a point, you have to take it and run. But you know, for to leave him unmarked and then yeah, as, as soon as I've seen him get a hand to his eye, he's going to just push that in. But mm. I, I do, I have to agree with Christian on the sense that. And I said this last week, and you know there'll be people now, nah, fans, or oh, you need to get behind the team. And I do totally at the ground, contrary to some reports. Um, it's just not good enough. I'm sorry, it is is just not good enough overall. I mean, it is kicking again. He boomed another one straight out of play yesterday. The switching of feet is just too slow, and just generally all around, it is just not Premier League standard. I'm sorry, and Vlakadimos. I mean, there's people who kind of wrote him off when I don't think he's done too much wrong. Um, he has to be really our number one. And if he isn't good enough, they need to bring somebody else in, in January. Mm. Because, exactly that. Exactly yeah, that. Yeah. Which is what Christian alluded to in the summer, to be fair. So I hate, I, you know, I don't want, I don't want to say these players aren't good enough and that, but you know, this, we're going to be honest on this podcast. I'm not going to beat around the bush and just be positive for the sake of it. He's it, just not, he's championship standard, mate. Yeah, I mean, Slick, Slick Rick's put in the comments that he kicked one straight out of touch and then yeah. moaned at Alanga for not being 12 the, 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 the thing is, as well, I look at the defenders mm. as well, and there was one where I mentioned on the last pod where Nico Williams had an easy pass to him and he decided not to play it to him and he turned back up the line. And and there was there was several times... Williams today bailed when him out big time yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Well, when, that, he came, when he came, but you haven't mentioned yeah, that, where he just sprinted the no yeah, yeah, lost the ball yeah. and Williams is on the line to stop it being a goal anyway. He's he, an he, awful he, goalkeeper. I mean, Nico Williams... Nico how, Williams many mistakes, how many children. mistakes? How many mis- clear mistakes have been made? With respect, yeah, yeah Liver- Liverpool. Can defend him. Like, I really don't. Brentford, like, he got away with one. Literally, no. Um, Liverpool way, you know, where, you yeah. know the Salah just, one, yeah. No, even the first goal, you know, he just parried it straight mm. into Nunes' path at Liverpool. Like yeah. you know, he just isn't good Jota, enough. Jota's like, won it. He, path. he he wasn't good enough. Sorry, Hoss, that's right. Yeah, he wasn't good enough for Arsenal for to look at him and think you're not. You know, for Arsenal, go you're not good enough to be our number two, regardless of what they're doing now with Ray and Ramsdale, which is insane. They actually said <laughs> they, they very clearly laid out you're not good enough to be our number two goalkeeper. We do not trust you. The reason why I don't trust him is because what happened in the Europa League last season, where he cost them the competition. <clears throat> so you know, you, like. You got the. I think it was. Um, I can't remember. If it was Keown or Adams, one of the centre backs from the Arsenal glory days, came out and said, "Look, it's very obvious that Arsenal defence cannot trust Matt Turner." And, it, yeah, and now you, somehow you he's can, good enough for us. You can clearly see our defence don't want to give it to him with the he's ball at his feet because it's just not good enough. Yeah, it's just like, like he's got a bomb at his feet. To be honest, and you know when your defenders can't trust your goalkeeper, you know I'm going back to the olden days now. But look at our. Obviously, European Cup winning team with Larry Lord and Kenny Benz. They looked behind them. They got Peter Shilton behind them, exactly, and it would given yeah. them. It would have given them an inner confidence, thinking, "Yeah, if we get beat, which nine times out of ten they didn't, we've got Peter Shilton behind us who can stop it, like <clears> the <throat> save at Coventry Springs to mind, etc." Our defense will look and think he's got an error in him, and it's, it, it's, it's really worrying. Important position on the pitch, the goalkeeper. Mm. It's like the like, Ferguson quote: "You know, attack will win your games, and defense will win your mm. titles." Yeah, if you yeah. haven't got a goalkeeper you can trust, there's no point. Like, you know, it, even go back to obviously you mentioned the um, miracle member Brian Clough. There's a quote in Brian Clough's autobiography when he was playing for, I think, Middlesbrough or Sunderlands. And he actually turned around to the fence at one point and went, What's the point of me scoring four goals in a game if you all concede five? Mm. And that's I exactly mean, I, how it is at the minute. We can't I, trust Matt Turner to keep anybody. He's just like, I don't know. Like Poppadon wrists. How that's I mean, how he's not kept that out yesterday is just. I mean, Peter me. Taylor said, didn't he, when they signed, I think he said before they signed Shield, they qualify for Europe. And then when he said they had signed Shield, and 
he said anything was possible. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, get a good goalkeeper and you set. Yeah, you, build, you, build from, the, you do build the, from the back. The defense yeah. clearly don't trust him, and you know, rightfully so. You, you, you look at the top teams now in terms of City and Liverpool. They've got a fantastic goalkeeper, and and it's a specialist position, and you know. Really, they kind of been frowned upon over the years, goalkeepers, because they haven't really gone for like the money, what attackers etc. go for, which is fair enough. But having a good goalkeeper can win you so many points. And at the minute, <laughs> ours is just costing us points, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, one, like, one final point. Sorry, if Flakadimos was in goal for Spurs, I do think Nuno would have stuck with him yesterday. I think probably because yeah. Turner had the number one spot, he thought, I'm not going to make... Because if he like made a change, change your number one on the prime of facey, and he then makes an absolute Horlex, people are like, well, you shouldn't change your number one. Hence why, you know, the the league team just I was amazed if Warren would have come back in and obviously wasn't even in the 20, which, yeah. Thank God. <laughs> yes. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, we will, we will move on to some slept on it for. Red side of the trend. <laughs> slept on it thoughts. Yeah, Jimmy's updated that one now because it's do the full screen. So thank you very much for for Jimmy. Uh, his uh, link is in the description below on on Twitter. Ian Finch, who did the audio, his 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 link is there. I follow him on Twitter. Do they did they did nice work for us? Um, so let's get into it. Noel Milsom, ref's decision has changed the game, but we can't ignore the fact that all three goals were avoidable. Love to know our average time of conceding a goal after we have scored. We always look vulnerable after scoring. Also think three at the back is better. Sam, Nico Masterclass, ref disaster class, played very well on another day with a competent ref. Uh, could have got all three points. Defending of balls in the air has to improve, though. Todd Mills, horrific refereeing performance, but should mask another pathetic defensive performance. Goalkeeper is championship standard at best. Centre-backs get bullied every time we play against a centre-forward over five foot ten. Wouldn't be great if effort and desire were extended to your to uh, getting your head on the cross. Uh, Caponosity, leaving an incompetent ref aside, if Nuno doesn't know what a job he has, he definitely knows now. We will soon find out whether it is the previous coaches, the players or a combination. That's the reason for ranked defending. We will go down if we don't become harder to beat. Keith Han- Hancock's disaster from the ref, but same problems arise again. Cannot deal with any balls in the box. Conceding goals straight after scoring virtually every time. Conceding goals in injury time at the end of both halves all the time. We only conceded that the second half. Um, Carl Booth, this is the worst refereeing performance uh, possibly ever. Rules regarding overturning yellows that result in settings often need to be looking at, uh, to be looked at. Turner got a go, although he wasn't at fault for the goals directly. He doesn't command his area or come out for anything. Ian Russell, great fight from the team, but Turner cannot, in capitals, start a game uh, for us. Cannot save anything. Callum, take away the unforgivable referee decision. Turner, Turner is liable yet again for two of the goals. He's not a number one. He's a minus one. Uh, Martin Fretwell, hopefully Nuno will help the team defensively. Couldn't fault the team's endeavours for the biggest competition in football. The referees are absolutely atrocious. Uh, last but not no means least, because we've got so many. Uh, again, thank you for so many comments. Uh, Josh Potts felt like the referee wanted to be the centre of attention today, though we played well despite the handicap of 10 men. Turner is not good enough. Blackadimos in for Newcastle, please. Uh, as I said, thank you very much for getting your slept on it thoughts. Um, we do appreciate it. We are going to go into some Nuno and Cooper chat as Christian Reese didn't get their initial say um, in midweek on Tuesday when, when it happened. Um Let's start with you, Reese. Um, thoughts on, on on both of those pieces of news? 
Um, I'll start with with Steve, obviously. Um, yeah, it's been coming, and I mean, let's be honest. Like I said again on last week's pod, one game in thirteen. You know, Pep Guardiola's under pressure and is probably going to be shown the door. You know, it, it's a case of, you know, what are you doing? I know what you've done in the past, but what are you doing for me now? Mentality. Um, very very sad though. Um, I mean. I was I was gutted because we, we've all wanted for what Steve's given us, and I'm so thankful for that. You know, he's given me some of the best days and the best day supporting Forest. Um, but um, yeah, as I said, it it was yeah, it was it was it was coming, wasn't it? Um, yeah, just just a, just a shame because we all wanted so much to work for him, and I think when you want it to work for someone so much, you kind of. You know, your, your sentiment starts playing a part, and then, but it's a results-based business. And as I said, his results haven't been good enough. Um, I mean, I'm I'm still absolutely amazed. Really, we're thankful that the team, the three teams at the bottom, have been so poor up until probably the last few weeks that we're not in the bottom three with this runner form. One winning fourteen because at any level, I mean, you're talking Derby County points total levels with that with that record. So, yeah, very very sad, but. Um, you know, football's a business. Thankful for what he's done, but it moves on quickly, doesn't it? Um, as for Nuno, um, I mean, you can't judge him on yesterday because one, he's only had a couple of days um, training with the players, and two, obviously, the referees made a an absolute haulic. So, um, I when when he was obviously getting muted, I was a bit unconvinced. I mean, I'm still unconvinced, but obviously, you have to you have to give people a time. I'm always willing to give people a chance. Um, the positives are, and I'll go through both. You know, the positives are with Wolves. You know, he got them promoted out of the championship with, with winning the league. But that team, in my opinion, should have pissed that league because of the players had. I mean, Ruben Neves was being tatted for top teams. Diego Yotta at Liverpool. They had Willy Bolly, who's still a pretty competent Prem defender at the bottom level. Uh, Connor Cody went on to be an England international. and I mean, so there's quite a few quality players there. Um, and then obviously had two really good seasons with them. I think they got back-to-back seventh finishes, FA Cup semi-final, which to be fair, they did absolutely bottle in the end, but um, they still got there. And then obviously took him into Europe. Um, I think it was Lopetegui, wasn't it, who actually ended their European run. I mean, we'd all dream of a chance in Europe. I think his European adventure is more likely to be probably Cardiff and Swansea at this moment in time next season. But um, and then, you know, and then kind of obviously the negatives come because he's ended up getting the Tottenham job, which people will say is a positive because Tottenham is a big club. But I mean, he started pretty well there, but then it ended up. I mean, he got manager of the month, didn't he? His first month, and they were top of the league. But then it ended up three months later unraveling in a bit of a car crash. Um, and then uh, and then he's kind of ended up in Saudi, which um, yeah. So we'll, we'll, so we'll see. I mean, a lot of a lot of gripes against Steve Cooper was he played really poor football at this level. I, I think Nuno's renowned for defensive football, but to be fair to Nuno, yesterday with ten men, I thought we had a real go. And like I said, at two two Bournemouth were on the ropes. It just we just couldn't get that third goal. Um, and something to be fair, what Bournemouth did really well. I thought opening doors. I thought they kept the ball brilliantly for twenty minutes until the sending off, and and the kept the, the crowd quiet because we couldn't even pass the ball in the first twenty minutes. That was the only positive of the sending off. Yeah, actually got the crowd and the players up. So I mean, we'll see. I mean, he's got he's got a thankless task because. I mean, I, I, I looking at him yesterday and he stood on the touchline and he must have been thinking it, especially the first 20 minutes, he must have been thinking, Jesus, this is going to be a hard job. And, and the other three teams below us are now closing in. You know, if, if Luton, for example, was to win that game in hand against Bournemouth, they'd go above us and we'd be in the relegation zone. So, very, very tough. Um, you know, I was saying to you guys here about Newcastle, have got loads of injuries at the minute, but as you guys uh, fired back at me, they're the superb at home. So, yeah, it's going to be very, very, very tough. We're in a proper relegation battle here. Really are. Definitely. Christian, you have very opposing thoughts on Nuno and you, you I, w- I want to reiter- reiterate that you thought this before he got appointed and, and, and muted. So at least you are true to your word and, and what you've said on Twitter so far. Um, I'm very opposite in terms of like to give him a chance, see what he does as, a, as the Forest coach rather than what he's done in the past. So... Um, take it away. Obviously, got to give him a chance because he's Forest manager. I mean, it wouldn't matter if it was we hired O'Neill again for another round. So we still got to get behind him because it's the football club. But like you know, no one's bigger than the club and all that. But um, I have 
serious, serious reservations about Nuno. Um, similar to what Reese alluded to, really. I mean, like, you know, the, the last season at Wolves, for example, was an absolute disaster. They got 36, they scored 36 goals and lost 17 games. Now, for context, last season, we lost 18 games and scored 38 goals. So we actually scored more goals and we lost one game more than a team that finished back-to-back seven for four. And yeah, you can say, Okay, Jimenez got injured and Hossa went to Liverpool, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They also signed Fabio Silva for thirty-five million pounds. So you know it wasn't like he wasn't given a chance to replace that. He just all fell to bits. My the argument is that if you're going to say that Cooper's a negative manager, which isn't necessarily fair, but across the last ten, fifteen games or so, probably would be accurate in terms of what we were getting. Nuno isn't much better. Nuno's renowned for conservative football, offensive football. So it's sort of like, you know, you're just doing swapping one for another. Just one's going to wear a tracksuit and one's going to be in a Paul Smith jumper. Like, that, that's the way it seems to me anyway. So, but we'll have to see. I mean, obviously, we'll have to see. I mean, I think that the the two three-week break he's going to get after the Blackpool game, or after the um, Newcastle game even, really, um, while he's still got some of the AFCON players anyway, will be quite telling. Um, I think that'll be a good chance for him to lay down his sort of methods and whatever. I mean, I think at this point, we can't really be too fussed about how we play, given the state of play we're in. We just need to get points on the boards. Because yeah. at the minute, you look at what we got coming with Newcastle, United, Brentford, Arsenal and Bournemouth away, and you're struggling to see where we're going to get a win from. So mm. it's something's got to change in pretty quickly. And right now, I don't think we care how we do it as, long as, as we do it. As long as we finish above that dotted line, I don't think we're going to really care. We can worry about our next season. Look at Everton last season with Deitch, for example. Obviously, that was very much... You know, right, back to the wall. We'll, we'll do just the basics, nothing fancy. Get over the line and see what happens after them. And then this season, obviously, Everton look much better. He's had, he's had time to sort of get them together, start playing some football. And then, you know, they're, they're reaping the benefits for that. We've <laughs> seen we've given them a 10-point deduction. Like, um, but ultimately, like, like we said, we weren't, I think, when it's one win in 13, you're sort of, You've got you can't really defend that, and so I don't think anyone's sort of blaming the club or saying the club were wrong to sack Cooper because that speak for themselves. It's just a case of who they've got in to replace him. Because mm. I found it very concerning that they turned a Europa League winning manager away in favour of George Mendes' client, but we'll have to see how it goes. And obviously, we'll have to get behind Nuno because we, we need to get behind the team because they're going to need all our support because you know it's a pretty bleak situation. We're in survival mode now. Just to, definitely. I mean, I mean, there was mutants, weren't they, pushing up to the top of the mid table or even a maybe a top ten? I think Maranakis won. We're in survival mode. We are because I generally don't. I, I'm just looking at the minute, and I generally don't see what other team is going to get dragged in apart from us. The three are in the relegation zone, and us. Maybe Palace will make a change. Yeah, and they get left to drift. Yeah. They're winning games now. They're exactly, winning games, yeah. you know. I, I, I said, I said this. I said, "Blue in the fire," and I says, "At Kenilworth Road, there will be, there will cause a couple of upsets." I did yesterday, beat Newcastle. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, on one hand, it's 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 good that we've got the break coming up, and 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 another, we've still got half a season, but we've played the so-called fodder at home, which is the the worst thing. We beat one of them, unfortunately, and yeah, it's. It's it's a, such a tough task. I think the one thing I do like about Nuno and, and what I've read is he likes a tight knit squad. So I expect a lot of trimming of the fat to happen in January. Whether he can move that players on or not is is to be seen. And and he likes to be organised. I think yesterday he, he shown that if we're a bit more organised, we probably get a draw, if not a win. Yesterday, it's just it's it's little. Little tweaks here and there, and obviously a better goalkeeper in between the sticks. I, I guess. But... I guess the positive <clears throat> is that Nuno yesterday would have seen glaringly we cannot defend crosses, yeah. set pieces. So it, you know, you, there's nothing on him yesterday. It, to be fair, I actually, I mean, yeah, we had a go, didn't we? And yeah, yeah, well, more yeah, than that. The the good thing I think you can look at is we're, we're perfect for the counter attack, like Hudson Odoi and Alanga. And gives White look superb yeah, yeah. going for. I mean, we're going to get into some player performances. Uh, the first person I do want to talk about, Reese, is, is Morgan Gibbs White because he played central midfield <laughs> yesterday, and oh, I wow. thought he was he was superb. I thought it was his best game. Um, weirdly, I know we didn't have like a lot of the ball, but when he got it, something seemed to happen. I mean, that bit of skill where he took two or three players out of the game completely yeah. was 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 
and that will go on showboat on on the old soccer am for <laughs> yeah sure. if it if it was still exist unfortunately yeah. don't anymore does it um yeah, I mean, I've been banging the drum, and I? I think most fans have to be fair to getting back central. I didn't expect him to be centre mid though. Um, in the second half, I mean, again, his, his plans went out. When I did, and I did feel for Nuno because of the referee's plans went, and I felt for Rigi as well. I thought he did all right first twenty minutes, and he's he's trying to get going in his Forest career, new start for him, and he's he's dragged off after twenty minutes because of a referee in incompetence. Um. You know, I think on, on his day, Morgan gives White's one of, if not our best player. Um, he's been wasted on the wing. He, I've, I've spoken about that at length on other pods. And yes, yesterday, I thought he was far better centrally, whether it was centre mid or as a central attacking mid. Um, you know, he's vastly unlucky um, that he was cleared off the line. Although I do think that might have just clipped the outside of the post and gone wide. Because um, it wasn't quite on the line, was it? But we always say on the line. Um, mm. But as as well as well as that, because I'm just going to re- repeat myself here with the corners. It it was more of a mix, so that's clear. I think something that's been worked on in a couple of days with the, this new set piece coach, and hopefully, like these kind of rumours that Nuno and him aren't friends can kind of get dispelled, and he can kind of become our talisman again. Because at the back end of last season, he, him, and Tywo especially was massive in keeping Forrest in the league. You know, a, a lot of talk always goes to Brennan Johnson. And to be fair, there was a period where Brennan was excellent. But the last, I'd say, probably 10 games, it was Gibbs White and Ty where he was really, really good in, in an attacking sense um, because there was players at the back like Felipe as well, who was excellent. So if we can get him back on form, get him back centrally, um, obviously we've got the two games out before the break, before the FA Cup game, which is... Yeah, it's just one of them. I mean, if we don't win in the next two, that FA Cup game is just one a game you kind of think, oh, we could do with that. But we kind of need to win this to get some confidence going because of the loss and that would be a disaster, um, you know. Um, so, yeah, hopefully the start of him getting back to the standards he, he did last season where, you know, people were talking about him. Mm. Prematurely, in my opinion, for an England place. And I mean, Jeremy Carrig, I think, said he was his signing of the season one to Carrig a Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's it would be so forest to go get a result at Newcastle and, and get a result against Man United, but um we, we know that's gonna be very, very tough. Uh, Christian, I'm gonna give you Chris Wood, who I thought was probably his best game yesterday. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I would agree. Um it's did you been see quite the stepovers? Though. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the one I in think... the first half as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then he bleeded did that awful shot. I'm like, Jesus, I'll let Christian take it away anyway. I think um you know, over the last few weeks it seems as if Woods is incapable of running or jumping. Um so anything above that was quite an advantage, really. But um no, I mean what was the game he came on with? I can't remember what game it was now. It might have been the um last game we played actually, where he came on the ball twice. Tot Spurs, yeah. It's just like dearing me. But all this talk about needing a striker at the other end of the pitch, and there is obviously a lot of credence in that. Um, but I actually felt that Wood played very well yesterday. He, he played like he had a point to prove. We played more to his strengths, I thought. You know, um, I thought he linked up play well. I thought it was weird, despite leading the line, we didn't really use him as sort of lump it up to him and hope for the best. It was, it was worked into him a lot smarter, I thought. And yeah, fair play to the guy, like. You know, kept going, kept battling. I mean, that's what four goals from the other season. I think if you said to me at the start of the season that we'll get between five and seven, we'd have been pretty happy with that as a return for a backup striker with the assumption that Taiwo would have got 10 plus, which he still might when he comes back. Well, we sort of need him to really when he comes back. <laughs> we do, um, we do. Which, yeah, the good news is, according to the flex, he's two to three weeks away. Um, apparently he's come back a bit early and he's fine, which probably means he'll go to Nigeria for Afghan. Probably back for Brentford then, the ideal, wouldn't it? Yes, ideally, yeah. Unless he's going, of course, to Afcon still, in which case we won't have a, we won't not see him till March. But um, but yeah, it's so that is definitely some good news. But no, I thought Wood did well. It was very much, I think, like you said earlier, when a new manager comes in, it's a clean slate for a lot of players. And I think for Wood and Origi especially, it was probably quite nice. I know Wood was very much Cooper's buy, and you know we didn't we didn't really have the best times this season, especially. But yeah, he was, he played well. Um, he led the line well, and if that is how we're going to operate, then fine. 
then you know we maybe we don't need to buy a striker, or well, we will need to buy a longer term one anyway. But if, if that if he's going to be consistently playing at that level, even if he isn't scoring or assisting, but at least contributing to the team in that manner where he's making things happen, then I'm all for it. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention Nico Williams because. Uh, for the third game on the on the on the spin, he he seems to have really upped his his game, defending and going forward, especially going forward. I thought he's been excellent. But yesterday, I mean, he's risked future uh, little Nico Williams as uh, to put his body on the line for 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 that uh, goal saving clearance. Um, I thought he, he he did largely pretty well against. Um, I mean, Watcher was really good. I thought as a left wing back, I thought he got forward really well, and I thought he played well against. Um, I can't remember who's playing left for bloody Bournemouth, but it was yeah, da- Dango wanted Dango. Lazo, yeah. He was playing. He was playing left back, and then they played someone else mm. in front of him, and I can't remember. But anyway, I thought he did really well. I, I, I think he's seemed to have like taken the the opportunity by the scruff of the neck, and I and I just thought I'd give him another shout out. Third third week on the chart, I think he's he's been really good and. And 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 that's good for everyone in in, in all honesty. But just uh, to we, um add, sorry, Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, Nigeria just had a look. Have done their provisional squad and Tyro internet. So they've named oh, so great they've named, news. They've named forty players, but he's not in it. Emmanuel Dennis is in it now. Wow! But I doubt wow. he'll make the cut if it goes yeah. down to like twenty five. I'm 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 sad for Tyro because I'm sure he'd love to represent yeah, well, Nigeria. But I'm, I'm absolutely delighted from a yeah, well, forest perspective because we bloody with respect, need it. With Forest fans, I couldn't give a toss how Nigeria do to be honest. <laughs> I know that sounds harsh, but you know the Nigerian Reds will be will be saddened by that. Uh, <laughs> um, Lagos, get... Lagos supporters branch. Yeah, I mean, let's let's get into Newcastle um, before we get into our giveaway. Um, thoughts thoughts on on it, Reese? I know we've we've alluded to that they're very good at home. Um, I know they're going for a sticky patch in terms of results on the road and. A lot of injuries and they look very knackered. I mean, I watched them against uh, AC Milan before, when they went out of the Champions League, and they looked like they were running through treacle. Um, and Kieran Trippier is going through an absolute <laughs> torrid of a time. I know he's, he's. If someone would have said, "Give me a Mister Reliable player in the Premier League," I'd, I think I'd have put my hat on Kieran Trippier because he's literally just that. And you get a solid seven out of ten, very much like Dennis Irwin used to be for Man United into Trippier. You just get a solid. 7 out of 10 at the least every single week, but he's having a bit of a rough spell at the minute. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you guys made a good point. Um, and it's actually the reason why I, I had a bet on Newcastle to beat full on your week at home because of that home form. Um, but I'm just looking now. So they've lost five of the last six in all competitions. It's just kind of the depth of their squad and how fatigued they are. Um, I mean, obviously, I've not seen anything about it. I said they've got any more injuries or anything. Um but they, they must be running on empty. And if it's something we can kind of capitalise on, I mean, I'm just looking at their injury list now. I mean, there's probably 10 injuries there. Well, I'm, um, not, I'm not sure if you saw, but I think Lewis Miley went off early mm, doors for well, them. They met, and I, well, yeah, they and, brought and, Lachelle's and Miley off after 37 minutes, but I don't know whether that's a tactical change or yeah. not. The, the mm. positive is for them, Sven Botman's come back. Um, so I've just seen he's come on. They've still got, and they've still got a lot of quality players. And it's still going to be a vastly tough ask. And with the bookies, Newcastle will be clear favourites. will be on some favourites. Um, I'm just trying to grasp a little bit of positive rather than thinking, oh, we're just going to go up there and we're going to hear primal scream moving on up after the game, after the beating us 2-0. So, yeah, um, I mean, with their home form, you've got to fancy them, haven't you? But um, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> you want a prediction? Yeah, why not? Oh. Um, come on, I'll, we'll, we'll, I'll go for a draw, a one-one draw. I mean, I'd take it. I'd snap oh, your hand off for absolutely. it. Absolutely, uh, Christian. They say that they never bet on the early kickoff, but I think this might be one where it's probably wise to do so. Um, I don't see anything other than Forest loss. I, I, I know, obviously, at some point in the night, we'll see when the, the comments come in. We do need to find some results in these unexpected games, but they're just extremely strong at home, Newcastle. Um. And uh, they were wrong. There is weakness. There is areas to exploit. I mean, I've noticed they keep conceding goals in the last 15 minutes of games because obviously they have a very good first 11, but it's now worn down to a nub because it's had no rest and there's no depth to come on for them. So they are quite suspect. If we can say in the game, then you know, there's every chance we could pounce late on. But I just, I just think it's just too strong at home. I think we'll lose probably 2 3 nil. 
Um, I hope I'm wrong, but again, again, but it depends on what goalkeeper plays. Again, if he plays Matt Turner, then you know, there's no. I just tell the fans go and you stay in the concourse. There's no point watching the match. Like it honestly you, depends. So you're, you're going to be one of them, Christian. Yeah, from Ken. What was it? Three o'clock in the morning. You setting off? Something like that. Yeah. Oh man, um, mental. But no, I mean, it's yeah, it's I don't know. It's going to be a very tough ask for anyone to get anything out of St James's. I know Dortmund did, I know Milan did, but you're looking at exceptional teams from exceptional, you know, um, squads. Uh, it's going to be tough, really, really tough. Um, they just seem to be a different animal at home once they hear Blade and Races and whatever else. So, yeah, I'm going to go for a sadly convincing Newcastle win. Yeah, I hope we'll... we win because, sorry, Adam, I hope we win because I've got a, um, a Sam Fender related podcast title for the um, like something along the lines of Chris Wood's hypersonic missile gets <laughs> Nuno gets Nuno, Nuno started as Newcastle were down. You know, um, <laughs> so, looking, looking for the win. Looking for the leveller, yeah. yeah. We're not, we're not, we're not doing a preview because obviously Chris, it's Christmas Eve and it's Christmas yeah, Day man. tomorrow. So, and I wish everyone, obviously, in the comments and whoever's listening to this, uh, a, a very happy Merry Christmas from from all of us at Redside HQ here. Um, but I did want to get a kind of thought of like what you think the team might be or what you'd like it to be from from both of you. If you get like a quick predicted eleven, maybe like you'd go for. Um, so I've, I mean, uh, <laughs> we're both going to say, yeah, put Black and Dimas in goal. Obviously, Bolly, I mean, w- 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 would it be able to I overturn would like an appeal, appeal by now. that? But will we have a yeah, time? Will it be overturned? Like... I doubt there'd be a time, will they? Um, yeah, so... so say if if if, Bo- if Bolly drops down, what center who was on the bench to stay center half wise? Well, Niakate oh, came on, and Felipe's, well, you know, to be fair, me, me and Christian agreed on this. That was the first time I thought because I didn't go to the Brighton game. Um, but that was the first time I thought Niakate playing on the right yesterday really struggled because he just kept bombing balls out of play on his right foot. Yeah. Um, so mm. I'm not sure whether we could do the right footer on that side. I'm, I'm not, not mentioning it. Um, well, Felipe, so, I think Felipe's available. Yeah, if, if Felipe's yeah. available, I'd play him because he, he, he'd be he's ideal if he can stay fit for it. This you need him because he battles Felipe. He, he battled last season. I mean, I'm, mm. I know the Leeds away game sticks in my mind where I think we just cr- completely crumbled and he 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 was battling like hell, Felipe. Um, it's just a shame he's he's knocking on into a bit. And then it, and then the rest of it really, you'd probably go with a similar team. Really, there was nothing we don't we don't know because of the, that referee decision how it would have gone. I mean, the first twenty minutes we really struggled to keep the ball, but after yeah. we went down to ten men. We played quite well, so I wouldn't make loads of changes. You're, you're gonna, I'd change the keep. I'd change, obviously, Bolly suspended if he's gonna be. I'd change him. Aside from that, I'd probably go with what we went on yesterday for everything else. So maybe just mm. two changes for me. Yeah, Christian. Yeah, after Black Adams goal, hundred um, percent. Not Joe Worrell as Lancers uh, alluded to in the comments. <laughs> that right is nowhere near the club ever again. The, the, uh, the, um, <laughs> The thing is, if he brings Joe Worrell back after not playing for two months, probably two months, is it now? If he brings Joe Worrell back right after two months and he makes an error, it's going to be on Nuno's head. I'm sorry, you cannot put someone who claims to be club captain who walks out on his team before the even the game because he's upset he's been dropped anywhere near that team. Uh-huh. Get him gone. Really poor. Rat. Yeah. Anyway. If Black and in goal, I'd have Williams at right back. Um, he's looking undroppable at the minute, to be honest. Uh, well, obviously, he looks a little bit suspect with some of the diagonal balls over the top, but he looks so much better defensively. Last and that season. was in the four as well yesterday. To yeah, be yes, to exactly. Yeah, he um, looks like I said in the last part, he looks a complete different player than he was this time last season. And no fair play to him for that. Uh, so, where Williams um, right back, I go if Felipe's fit, I start him, him and Murillo. Um, I think that has to be a pairing, really. Uh, if Felipe isn't fit. He probably would have to go near Carter. I don't quite like the idea of just throwing Obama Dele in for his debut at St. James's Park. I think that's a bit, you know, asking for trouble. Um, although as much as I'd like to see him get involved and I hope he gets a Blackpool game. Um, yeah, I, I think he'd be, I, I would personally go Felipe Murillo. Left back, tough like, yeah, I don't think you can drop him really. It was interesting to see Nuno Tavares back on the bench yesterday, although he didn't get on. But, yeah, he didn't um, on before him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I still think yeah, you keep top of this shirt. In midfields, if it's 4-2-3-1 again, 
probably have to go Yates and Mangala again, much like yesterday. Um, Alang- Whether Mangala went off, if Mangala went off injured or not, I don't, I just, I no, not heard anyone ta- say. I think that would have been tactical. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Mangala Yates, good yeah, right good I might look to start Hudson Odoi. I thought Hudson Odoi yeah. would maybe warrant a start. Actually, he looked um, sharp yesterday. Yeah. In fact, actually, I, I was I was very pleasantly oh, I was pleased that Alanga scored from the right hand side because. I felt for weeks, Hudson Doyle is better on the left and Langer's better yeah. on the If you want to play both, you put a Langer on the right because um, I don't think a Langer's crossing is anywhere near as good as Hudson Doyle's. No. Um, so it makes, if you're going to have him cutting in and crossing the ball, it makes just keep him on a stronger foot, it's fine. So um, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd maybe go start Hudson on the left and Langer on the right. Yeah, again, Gibbs White behind Woods. Um, but then that's quite harsh in Origi, really. But realistically, I think if it's anything like we had either yesterday or that team there, I'd be pretty content. Um, yeah. Just as long as Turner isn't in goal, would yeah. against would against his old team. It's just um, saying on flash scores that Philippe had a muscle injury yesterday. I don't know how true that is, but so oh, if, if that is the case, and he's going to be out, isn't he? And then Damn. so you, yeah. you, you, it probably will be near Carty. But to be fair, against Villa, near Carty on that right was fine. It's just yesterday out the game, yeah. Again, it's just <clears> like <throat> he had a similar to the keep, just like he had a bomb at his feet. He just kept booting yeah. it out into Brian Clough-Lower. Yeah, I, I I personally think New, Newcastle's home form will be too strong for us. If we could stay in the game as long as possible, then then I think their crowd get a bit restless and they get a bit frustrated. And then the the longer Chris Wood stays on, the more they probably might think he might he might get as a, a a little winner or well, something. You, I don't know. You, you, you never know. Eddie R might be under a bit of pressure. There's that report, won't he? Um, Which is absolutely ludicrous. Yeah, but when that, you give that, it, that, give it but, a circumstance. Yeah, I, I, I agree. But the, the, the Saudis aren't just going to be happy with qualifying for the Champions League and doing well. Yeah. They, they'll want to win stuff. And, yeah. You know. My my optimism hat says we'll we'll get a draw as well. But my my realistic uh, football brain says we'll lose probably two one. Unfortunately, but it'll be it'll be a battling two one. Um, which still puts the pressure on Nuno for that Man United game. God. Um, but yeah, that's so that's for the Newcastle uh, debacle. But um, we did a giveaway. We're doing a giveaway on Twitter. Um, and, uh, I'll get it loaded up, mate. And, uh, Drop one, thank you very much for, for loads and loads of uh, entries into that. Um, we are going to do another one on YouTube. So if you do want to enter... That one, we need you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. This is the first time I'm begging for likes and subscribes <laughs> for our YouTube channel. Um, yeah, first time. I might start begging every week because why not? <laughs> um, yeah, so if you can get, if you can subscribe to our YouTube, leave a comment uh, for this video in the in the in the comments. Uh, nothing too abusive, hopefully. Um, that they, that I will, I will discount the abusive comments. Uh, something nice, whether that's Merry Christmas or something positive at least or or, or agree with christian's uh turner's uh so that was the usmnt like fanboys are going to bombard our youtube of comments saying how harsh yeah. we're being i'm not going to yeah. win it basically that's fine uh, so yeah <laughs> if, if, if um so yeah if, to enter subscribe to our youtube leave a comment and and you'll be you'll be entered that for another 25 pound gift gift card giveaway for the forest shop um we we don't really make that like we don't we we kind of like the podcast kind of like supports itself in terms of paying for uh the stream and, and everything else so that's kind of it's just like a, a bit of leftover change that we've got in the coffers to give away to the listeners which i think is is a nice thing to do here and there when we can um but right so i'll, I'll leave it I've, to reese I've, I've got i've got the winner um, yeah. and the winner is luke copley 766 and he's Luke retweeted Cop- it and he's followed us. So, um, Luke Copley, so, yeah. Let's, uh, I hope you've took note of that, Reese. We'll put that out on all the socials. Yeah. Um, I'll, um, I'll screenshot it, mate. All right. Lovely. Uh, so yeah, well done to Luke. Um, yeah, like I say, get your comments in below. Uh, we'll see you after the Newcastle game. So the 27th. Um, that's just and to hold up to the camera if you can see it. Look, there we go. Luke Cop, there you go. Yep. Hold on, mate. Right. Um, yeah, so we'll see you after the Newcastle game on the 27th for a stream uh, for our review of that game. Uh, hope everyone has a really good Christmas. Hope everyone's got really nice roast potatoes, parsnips, and all that gubbins. Apart from Rob Jones, I hope his <laughs> is absolutely terrible. I hope his, I hope his gravy is lumpy. Yeah, lumpy gravy. 
Yeah. Jib, giblets left in the turkey for the only Fools fans out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, thank you very much for everyone that, that joined us on this morning's pod as well uh, and all the comments. Uh, thank you very much. Um, uh, we appreciate it. Have a good Christmas. Um, hopefully there's some Christmas cheer against Newcastle. We'll see you next time. Come on, you Reds. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.